Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. I welcome in my co-host, as always, Gerard Burr, as well as our wingman, Theo Wolski. How you guys doing tonight? Hey, what's up? How's everybody doing? What's up, yeah. fellas? You know, I'm it's happy. it's another week. <laughs> I'm happy to be um, out of the snow. That's what I'm happy for. <laughs> yeah, me you... too. The snow is so crazy. Uh, oh, I know, right? It's so sunny. It's so hot out here. <laughs> oh, it's a brisk 70, 71 degrees in California. Yeah, oh, we were, I hate you so much. We were we were a rainy sixty four here in Richmond. So oh wow, but we've yeah, gotten yeah. all of two days of snow. I mean, I was a nice, <laughs> pleasant twenty two degrees this morning. That was fantastic. Woo. Well, I, you know what? The other day though, it was like ten degrees here. So I I feel you. <laughs> I remember I remember Colorado winters, and I don't really miss them. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it is one of those things getting prepped for a big gaming weekend. Um, which we'll go over some of the things, but Resident Evil uh, 2 unlocks for me in uh, two hours and ten minutes and get start playing that. Uh, I've already got Anthem preloaded, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, and then we'll do some more with Ace Combat tonight, too. So, um, so let's get right into the news. It was uh, a little bit une- uneventful this week, um, but we've got the uh, the new Shazam trailer dropped. Uh, yesterday, uh, it's a little extended teaser spot. Um, you get to see a little bit more of Zachary Levi as Shazam, uh, and focusing just on that piece. Plus his, uh, his best friend, his little sidekick, um, them trying to find a quote unquote lair, uh, which I thought that was hilarious at the end of the trailer. Um, so what are you guys expecting from Zachary Levi with, with Shazam? Well, I think part of the reason why he was cast was that he, uh, you know, he has the comedic chops to definitely uh, to keep this character alive. Um, I think I think where everyone was kind of faltering when he was first casted, like, well, how is he going to play like this a hero, a tough guy? You know, like it, it takes a special quality and look for you to kind of pass that off, and I think. These trailers have really, uh, really uh, kept me at ease. I think he's going to do a great job, and it looks like it's going to be done pretty well from DC. Theo, what are you thinking? How are you expecting, uh, especially for him coming off of like you know doing the show, Chuck? Oh my God! Don't even start me on Chuck. <laughs> I love Chuck. Oh, best series in the world. It should not have stopped at five seasons. Should have kept going. Um, but I, I'm really excited for him playing Shazam when he, when they got first announced to do that, I was a little skeptical because he is that like scrawny nerdy guy. And then I'm used to like the animated series for Shazam. You got this big buff masculine dude, just kind of acting childish. So I, I, I like how they're going with it, with the story. And the way that uh, Zachary is going along with it, but uh, I, I'm pretty excited. It, it's it's still just kind of weird thinking about seeing this kind of like scrawny dude in just a muscle suit. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, oh no, that's that's. I think that's all him, man. Like he, or mostly all him. He, uh, <laughs> he he he. Well, he definitely put on some pounds for the role. Yeah, but he doesn't have like a thirty-six inch bicep. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, like I definitely think, I definitely think some of the some of the uh, 
the suit is is helping him out, but um, he definitely went through a transformation. Like he he gained gained some muscle for it, which um, in some pictures with him out of the suit, you can see like you can see the transformation that he's done. So I, I he he definitely uh, put some commitment into it. Oh, because it still it still looks like on that suit it's just way too big for him. He still he still looks like the scrawny Chuck I'm, I'm used to, and which which I'm still okay with because I you know going back to some of our older movies, um you know Michael Keaton, I don't even think really like did a lot of workout or like the, uh, like back in the day I don't think a lot of those guys like even Christopher Reeve, like I think they went all natural. And like, especially with Michael Keaton, that bat suit was all armored, like, and it was all mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, defined, which um, I'm not, I'm not mad at. I do like that, you know, the actors tend to transform themselves, but that takes time. I would say like he could probably do it if there was a second movie, and he continued working, um, he can get to that status. But uh, yeah, I'm not really mad at the suit, and it looks amazing. Like it looks straight out of the comics, mm-hmm. which I'm always a fan of. And I think what's funny is with the DC movies, as we get these standalones, so first Wonder Woman, and then Aquaman, and now Shazam, the standalones are performing better than when they had collective whole movies, and and that worries me a little bit with the to future a, well, of the DCU. Degree, yeah. Well, the yeah. DCU is technically done. Well, yeah. And I mean. We all know that. Yeah, and uh, I believe that they are technically uh, giving the rights to, like, well, giving the reins, so to speak, to um, Warner Brothers, correct? Yeah, and that's, you know, that's something I want to talk about tonight, too, because it came out this week that DC is laying off 3% of their workforce, which, granted, is only about seven employees. Most of them are high-level VPs. Um but they want to focus more on publishing and get their their books back to where they should be. Um, we know that DC's always done really good books. Um, you know, sometimes they they are better than Marvel. Um, I think that's because Marvel also has some continuity things where they are constantly going off on different tangents and and, and whatnot. Um, but the other piece to that is that the DC collectibles that they were doing are now going to be moved under Warner consumer products. So Warner seems to be taking on a lot more of that memorabilia, um, apparel piece of it. And I think Warner brothers is going to be more the driving force behind the movies and and how they're made. And I I think that maybe I totally agree with, and and I think maybe that you see that maybe, uh, DC bit off a little bit more than they could chew, you know, with saying, Hey, let's go ahead and get jumped into this thing. Um, I think they, they definitely hurt themselves a little bit more and maybe got a little too ambitious for their plans. Um, instead of starting off small. Um, and I think that, you know, going from the Christopher Nolan trilogy, which we, the three of us all, all love, um, and then going into to Batman versus Superman, I you know not the greatest. I mean, so. it, but like 
to the whole point that you're talking about with the standalones and the collected together, I mean, isn't there technically a common character across some of those that kind of ruin the movies? At least in my book, uh, I'm talking about Mr. Superman from Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Justice League. Because, I mean, like, especially in Justice League with that final battle with Steppenwolf, yeah. it was just, like, so lackluster. It was like, I'm just going to hit you with my pinky and destroy you type of thing. The whole, But the whole movie was lackluster. Yeah. Right. You, uh, but you can't really blame Cavill for— I'm not going to blame Cavill, but I'm going to blame how they wrote Superman in all three of those movies. I, totally I agree. I, I didn't mind Men of Steel. I liked Man of Steel. I liked Man of Steel, but it had its flaws. And and there oh, it had its flaws. But there was one thing that really irked me, and this is the same thing that irked me with with Batman in Batman vs Superman, is that though there they always had a collective one rule: those two main guys, they yep. don't kill. Batman mm-hmm. killed I don't know how many henchmen in Batman vs Superman, and in Man of Steel, Batman or Superman. Killed, you know, he killed Zod. Even even when he was like at that point, he would, you know, well, Superman always would like knock a guy out or just not. He did not kill. Correct. And spoiler for uh, anybody who hasn't seen Man of Steel yet, um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, come on, <laughs> right? Um, and I, I think that was what bugged me about Man of Steel specifically was that he did kill Zod. Instead of rising above it, he just all of a sudden just snaps his neck. And, yeah, and um, that com- completely destroyed any, mm-hmm. you know, any happenstance of like Zod coming back. Like that was one of his greatest arch enemies for for Superman. And after one movie, he's done. Like what the hell? Yeah, and and I think with with Dawn of Justice, I think. You know, we've talked we talked about this before, Jerry, in the podcast too. Is that I think they borrowed too heavily from Batman Returns for that, um, especially the animated movie, which was fantastic. And I think DC's but, always yeah. done fantastic with the animated movies, specifically. Well, um, that's because that animated movie stuck within that time frame. Correct. And what they did, like, they wanted to have more of an experienced. Batman, which was fine, but get get him as like a late twenties, early thirties. You know, have him be yeah. around the same age uh, with the other Justice Leaguers, and not have an older, jaded, you know, more ruthless Batman. Because that was the whole that was the whole point of that those that two part series. Batman got to that point where he needed to make make his point and make himself known, mm-hmm. and have that final fight with Superman. And, uh, you know, that was the point where, like, he was the ultimate strategist. He looked at Superman's eyes as like, I beat you this time. You know, but ultimately we know Superman, if he ever lost it and used his full potential, he could destroy anyone. But... That's what made that two-part series, that, that book, so amazing. And to to mush that in with a younger Justice League and have an older Batman, mm-hmm. but a younger Superman, it was just <laughs> yeah. It, they uh, they 
they bit off too much than they could chew. I totally agree there. Like that was my ultimate like grievance and made the, the one thing that really made me worry about it. And it just showed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that having, um, what is it? Mark smart as the villain in Shazam. I think that's going to help a lot. Um, cause he always plays the bad guy really, really well. Um, I, I absolutely love Mark strong like, or Mark strong. Right. Thank yeah. you. Um, and that's the funny thing is though is he's going to be reprised or he's going to be playing a villain, a second villain in the DC universe now. Um, you know we all we all want to forget that that Green Lantern movie, but oh, well, officially, <laughs> I mean it was already DCU, forgotten. It did yeah. not happen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, that's the other thing. I wonder. I'm wondering who he's playing. Because he's certainly not Black Adam, because that who that's who uh, that was originally Rock who the Johnson, the Rock was originally supposed to be playing Black Adam. I don't know if that's going to be happening. I um, think but, he's still the, slated to play him because he's supposed to make an appearance in the second yeah. Suicide Squad. Because the rumors were that he was definitely slated for it, but it was no guarantee that he was going to be in the Sam movie. But he is supposed to have his first solo movie mm-hmm. um, before meeting with Shazam. Yeah. Yep. So his character is Dr. Thaddeus Savannah. So I don't know how he fits into that universe, uh, but I never, I never really read much of the Shazam comics though. Um, he is a super villain. Um, he actually first appeared in the comics in back when it was Wiz comics um, back in 1939. So he's been around for quite some time as far as this goes. And it goes back to uh, the days when Shazam was actually still called Captain Marvel. Oh. So Marvel ended up pulling a whole copyright thing at the time. And you got to credit Stan Lee for for pulling it off because um, Wiz Comics had let the the comic book die. Um, And DC picked it up and... They tried to bring back uh, Captain Marvel, but at the time, Stanley had already gone and copyrighted and trademarked Captain Marvel as a Marvel Books uh, character. Yeah. So they had to change it to Shazam. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. I hope it's as good as Wonder Woman and uh, Aquaman. I definitely think that Zachary Levi is going to give us more of that comedic punch, especially from what we've seen in the trailer. Um yeah, he always seems to play that really good, serious but bumbling idiot character, like he did in the beginning of Chuck. Um, yes, absolutely. You know, so that's that is his his mainstay. So and let's also not forget, I think he did a great job in the uh, past two Thor movies. He was in Marvel. Yeah, but past two, he was yeah, in he Dark was in, World. He was in, but Dark he was World not in Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah, he died. Oh, yeah, because he died first thing. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he I, like I barely he even had a line. He barely had a line, but I think he did much better in, in Dark World where, uh, I mean, he he pretty much played it straight. He was like more of a he, he, he resembled his character from from Tangled. I got that character a lot from from Thor Dark World. And um, I think he really does have a lot of range a good amount of range as an actor. I think he's going to surprise people. I mean, I, 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 I like, like the way that he did that role 
opposed to from the actor that did the first Thor. Because I like that he definitely... Once Upon a Time. Yes, uh, because he definitely gave that character more of, like, a bravado. Yeah, like a musketeer, like a a swordsman. Yeah, and it's just definitely more playful than anything, rather than kind of, like, in the first one that... Uh, actor kind of just made it where he was obedient, like he was more of a soldier type of thing, but I don't know. So the other, uh, you know, bit of news that came out this week um, outside of movies and transitioning over to the game side is Nintendo has finally announced that the Wii shop channel. So the original Wii shop channel is going to be discontinued on January 30th. So they're putting that second to last nail in the coffin on the Wii. Which the Wii's been out for a decade now. Um, At least a decade. Yeah, so they're also going to be discontinuing the video on demand apps on the 30th. They are going to be, they are actually prepping to end the ability to re download those purchased titles from the Wii Shop channel onto your Wii U. Um, Start downloading now. With whatever you have, but what's funny is is that it you know a lot of the games that I had purchased back when I had the the Wii and stuff, some of them just didn't show up anymore on the on the Wii U you know interface for it. So makes me wonder oh, if some oh. of the licenses were already pulled at that time. Oh. Um, Refresh my memory, Wii U doesn't have expansive memory, right? Oh, or but those storage. games are those games are so small that are on the, the oh, Wii Shop okay. channel um, because those were like original nintendo super nintendo uh you had some n64 on there you had some those were super small yeah you had some genesis titles on there you had turbo graphics 16 um that was listed on there as well (laughs) for some of those games um you laugh but i had bonk bonk's revenge bonk is good what are you talking about there's nothing wrong with bonk exactly i mean turbo graphics 16 did have many great games but bonk's revenge was hilarious i mean i used to go over my buddy's um house when in sixth grade and he had a turbo graphic 16 he just got and we used to just play bonks all the time and just see how far we could get and it's that's awesome i mean bonks is one of those iconic characters though throughout gaming history that you know if you remember the actual platform it came from but um so the other disappointing news with that, though, too, is, is that um, if you had any shop channel points still stored, they're going to disappear, um, which honestly, the Wii shop channel was terrible in that it was you were required to buy points instead of just have a credit card on there and get charged for it. But wasn't that um, at least combined with the Wii U shop? No, so it combined your no, ID. It was, the I Wii U it was separate though. Yeah, so the Wii U shop channel and the Nintendo Switch shop channels were merged to make the eShop. Um, right. the Wii the original Wii shop channel has stayed on its own. And for the, as long as the that channel has existed, you had to basically say, Hey, I'm gonna give you credit card to buy a thousand points. Right. And those thousand points get loaded on there and you go spend your games. Now, some of the games were 400 points, some were five, 600, 800 points, depending on what it was. Um, but it was just a pain because you always had to buy extra points. You can never say, hey, like you could with like, say, Southwest with the rapid rewards program, you can go buy more points for your flight if you want to use your airline miles. 
Um, in this case, is you just had to go buy more points. And if you bought that minimum of thousand at like ten bucks, and you only needed two hundred, you were going to have eight hundred left and have to go figure out what you're going to buy next. So, it was a very cumbersome, cumbersome system. Even that reminds a, me of early stages PS Store. Um, not so much because they still you still had kind of like a credit card for the PlayStation Store a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah, but um, not at first. Not like when they first opened it. It was the same thing that you had to buy their currency in order to purchase. It wasn't that whole like oh, that's true. Let's, back let's in the fill up way, your wallet with your credit card. Way way back in the the first iteration of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that. But I will say I this: so, I, I didn't really purchase. I like I n- I never bought a Wii because I always thought. Yeah, there was something better going to be coming along. <laughs> so um, I just I never now, really granted, in it. They had some great classic games that were on there. Um, I mean, one of my, I mean, my favorite game of all time is Chrono Trigger, and that was one of the ones that was on the Wii Shop Channel, and that was one of the games that it seemed like the license got pulled. Um, you know, when I had a Wii U, and I was going to go in yeah. and download it to play it. So there were definitely Jason, a few games that I was I was a little disappointed I didn't like. I didn't play or or I'm going to miss mm-hmm. out because I didn't buy a Wii U, but I just I couldn't see myself buying one at that time. Well, I mean, the whole reason I'm still holding on to my Vita right now is because I can play Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. And um, well, I mean, that's what I always tell people who have a, a Vita or uh, or are always contemplating, like, maybe I should mm-hmm. get rid of it to keep the Vitas because you can do so much. Mm-hmm. from like just the basic standpoint to hacking it yeah because there's so many emulators that like still rock it on the mm-hmm. vita where like you can utilize that to still to its highest potential um even though technically well i mean it's it's discontinued now i believe they are stopping. They've stopped production in um, parts of Europe. Um, they made the announcement that I was going to stop production in end of year in Japan. Um, we know that it's been pretty much it's been stopped production as far as a new Vita here in the states for what two years now. Yeah, um, I'm telling you, I'm calling it now. There is still going to be a demand for Vitas. People are going to more and more people love putting emulators and like and and finding a cheaper way of playing older games and Vitas have always been the way to go. Well, I mean, for me is like, for instance, final fantasy 10. Okay. 10 is coming out on the switch in April and I'm not going to get it on the switch because the battery life on the Vita is much better than the battery life on the switch. I can game a little bit longer on that. The benefit to 10 on the, on the Vita and the PlayStation four is that I have cross save. So I can play it on my Vita, connect it to my Wi-Fi, upload the cross-save file, fire up 10 on my my PS4, and keep going right where I'm at. So, you know, I'd rather have the longer battery life um, than the Switch. So, granted. But to Jerry's point about emulators, so I... Mm -hmm. I I didn't know about the emulators. Oh, dude, they are. There oh, is yeah. a lot of people that are jail, jailbreaking the Vita right now and so dropping that, a whole lot of stuff on them. Then, what's your aspect for? So, if there's a focus on emulators, especially with something that has battery power like the Vita, do you think that there maybe in the future is a bigger demand for things like the Nvidia Shield? Ooh, that's a good question. 
you know, yeah, that that is a good question as far as the shield goes. Um, because I mean, it, it, like the shield definitely didn't last long. Because <laughs> like we we heard about it for like what like maybe three years and then just kind of disappeared. Nobody yeah, really okay. messed with it. So let, let's call it for what it is: is that anybody that steps into Nintendo's ring into their house, they get beat down. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo is the 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 kung fu master of the handheld. It is, and and I think. You know, that hurt the Vita, too, as they decided. I mean, granted, the Vita was a great system. It had the great specs on it. Um, they started off with those good titles that you would expect, you know, a Killzone, an Uncharted and stuff. But they didn't have the advertising backing. And as it came to it, I think the, the memory card for the Vita, that proprietary, you know, memory card that they were using in the Vita, I think, hurt it a lot because of the, the mm. price on it. Um, if they had done an SD card thing, I think the Vita could have com- could have actually gone toe to toe with the DS. But when I you're spending agree. when I you're spending forty, sixty, a hundred bucks on a on a memory card, um, when an SD card is a fraction of that size, it's gonna you know. But it's also timing too, because I think at the time when the Vita was coming out, even even the newest one, they were still pushing those cards where yeah. That that was definitely Sony's falter. It was mm-hmm. the, it, like they faltered from that because obviously they're going to use Sony products with Sony products. But now there are Sony SD cards, and I think down the line, if they did come out with one iteration of the of the Vita, I honestly think it would. I think it would do better because so, you can get some of those accessories and the cards cheaper now. But back then, I totally remember those long memory cards, and like, like a, mm-hmm. an eight megabyte was like forty bucks. Yep, like it was crazy. I have but, an eight. I have an eight gig card that's in my my Vita right now, and that was not cheap getting that even yeah, used. Eight gig card. <laughs> but so, uh, I, but also within the time, those were technically really those ex- as expensive. It was. No, because hold on, I could get an SD card for half of that. I mean, my memory cards for my camera, even with the the second tier ones with the higher speed on it, I was getting 16 gig cards for 40 bucks. I I, I think they were a little behind on on the market with with that. I I totally understand that. I mean, I could understand them like trying because like when there was still an actual like Sony store and they were making the, the laptops and everything. Like I could see that then trying to do that from a standpoint of kind of like competing with Apple mm-hmm. is like having that kind but, of pride. Cause at least the memory cards transferred across all their products. It was still just a, uh, a Sony exclusive item, but also you could still but, use but it in the, the cameras and the laptops and stuff. But that was also the problem, though. Like, at least follow the market. You know, they already thought they were a premium item, or and their memory cards are premium items, which they may have been. But like, go with the market. Like, like Matt said, you could have gotten an SD card for half, half that, half the price of a Sony card at that time for more memory too. Yeah, for more memory, and you're the only one that has a, a different looking card. And you're expecting people to pay premium price, you know. That's that was really tough. I have one of those cards, and I refuse to buy anymore. 
and I st- and now it's worthless. Yeah, and mm-hmm. to to talk to that too with Nintendo, um, with where they're at and and in the DS and and the Switch realm and everything like that. When you look at the list that was just released, the top twenty games for twenty eighteen, Nintendo comprises twenty five percent of the list. Sounds pretty accurate for for handheld. So no, these are going to be uh, Switch games. So oh, let's look oh, at the list. So let's look at the list um, for the top twenty best selling games of twenty eighteen. Okay, we've got Red Dead Redemption two. No, oh. no surprise there. Um, it was nominated for quite a few awards uh, at the Game Awards. Now it came up short comparison and compared to other games and stuff. Um, it was hard to compete with you know God of War, but uh, you also have Call of Duty Black Ops four. Which is kind of no surprise there. Um, I'm kind of yeah. surprised that was that's as popular as I mean, it has its set fan base, but it does. And I, I and I, you got to really think though is like, a lot of people were buying it just because they're fans of the series, and then getting into it and going, uh, not so much. Um, yeah, because it's I mean, a very it is a very unwavering community. It is. It is it's very it loyal. Is, it, it's unbelievably loyal because I even called it like they're starting to get that Madden esque, you know, um, yep. time, you know, like feel where like they're just coming out with the same old thing and just focusing on on online. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Madden, Madden NFL 19 is also on this list. <laughs> wow. Now, yeah, it is. That's now, surprising. Now, <laughs> yeah. Here's no. Let's let's look at the big surprise with this. Released December seventh for the Switch, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was the fourth best selling game of 2018. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean that that makes sense primarily because it like stayed, but in people's when, minds. Because I mean, like it's the same thing with like anything, any other type of awards. Like if you look at Golden Globes or Oscars, it's all within the last quarter of 2018. But when you look it. at when you look at though, it was right there with Red Dead Redemption Two, which had a fair two months lead time. It was also on Red Dead Redemption Two. Was also multi platform. Mm-hmm. Smash Brothers is singularly the Switch. So, but, but at the same time, those fan bases for both oh. those games, the Rockstar with Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. and with Smash Bros. I, I would say those are almost even i would almost lead to say that smash bros has a bigger following than red dead redemption oh it absolutely does have a, a bigger following for a lot longer and yeah. uh they've already been established as as a tournament uh based competitor and i was going to so go right there with it it is an esport yeah. oh yeah, that is yeah. a good point it is, it is an esport um and that's what they're catering to because if we remember when the switch was coming out one of the the advertisements now granted it was for splatoon but it was an esport mm-hmm. you know that they were kind of doing that with so um you definitely have the bigger thing but i just think that you know for all of 2018 a game that comes out the last three weeks now granted it came out right before the holidays so anybody getting a switch probably it was died. timed very well it was it, timed perfectly. absolutely um let out but so, i i even still think if it if it didn't come out in a, in the holiday season, I think it would still be where it is on that list. Regardless. Oh yeah, especially with how long it was rumored and everything. Yeah. it was like everybody was anticipating it. So, moving on with the list, we've also got Marvel Spider Man. Yep. Uh, Good news for that. Yep. 
and it, and honestly, that's that's no surprise there too because yeah. I mean, outside of our you know our discussions on reflections, it is an amazing game. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think the more things you unlock in it, the more things you can do. And I honestly think that the fight mechanics in it are better than Arkham. The more I play it. Because you can do well, it's a little bit more polished, but if, well, if you look at, Ar- if I mean, really I, quick, if you want to mm-hmm. compare Arkham to, to Spider-Man, you know, Arkham is more, more of a brute force and like, correct. For catered Spider-Man's finesse. Spider-Man, Spider-Man is finesse. finesse more, yep. more um, agility. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes with the characters, but the the mechanics somewhat similar, but uh, still a great. I like whoever created that mechanic. It's it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. We gotta we gotta give them uh, at Rocksteady. You know, whoever came up with the battle mechanics for Arkham, we gotta give them all. Oh the yeah, props. So you also got a Far Cry Five on the list. Really? You uh, oh, okay. You played that for quite a bit. I um, find that surprising. It, it's it was very good. It was a lot of fun, and the story was something that came out of a possibly an early '90s movie. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed it. Kind of surprised at the uh, at the position of the list it's in. Yeah, um, I would expect God of War to be that you know a little. God of War is right there on the list with it as I well. Mean, so, aren't you guys just a little biased on that statement, though? Be well, honest. Honestly, when you look <laughs> no, at it, honestly, like, look at the sales. Far Cry 5 the, is I multi-platform. Mean, so yeah, I would expect the, it to do better than God of War. And to be per- perfectly honest, the quality of games, uh, God of, I mean, there's a reason it won Game of the Year. The quality of game, the story, gameplay, mechanic, all of that. It for me that was like one of the best games to ever come out this year, and I'm really surprised that it's that low on the list. So, with that, I mean, there's some other ones that may surprise us too a little bit, but um, you've got Monster Hunter World. Okay. Uh, see, once again, I don't get that. I've you know, and I tried getting into it. You know, I've never really played a Monster Hunter, so I was like, hey, let's try it. That's I another did, grindy game. You I did grind care for and you it. Need a group, you know. I got on sale for like 15 bucks on the PlayStation store. So I was like, okay, let's give it a try. And it just didn't hold my interest. It, it, it was one of those ones that even in the beginning, it has a very steep learning curve to playing the game. Um, and I've, and I've played those big grindy games before because I used to play fantasy star universe all the time, (laughs) you know, and I grinded all the time. I had no problem with doing it because I wanted to get better gear, better weapons and, and stuff like that. So, (laughs) And speaking of gear, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is in the top twenty. Um, which that's I not mean, surpri- that's not. Yeah, surpri- that's pretty that's, well deserved. That's pretty well deserved. I mean, Ubisoft has really created kind of a Call of Duty Madden esque of of fan base with yep. Assassin's Creed. I mean, I'm one of them, but I I stopped at Origins. Origins was kind of got me back into the series. Um, I just haven't had the time to get. Uh, the latest iteration of, of Assassin's Creed, I probably will at some point. Yep. Now, also on this list is Grand Theft Auto V. That that's totally deserved. Absolutely. But, but the fact that is it the fact that it's still on the best selling list of 2018 <laughs> is impressive. It's impressive, but uh, it, it also can be explained. It's purely because of their online. Well, absolutely, and they I just. Mean, 
they're they driving that money on. off that. But yep. uh, that just goes to show, you know, when Rockstar takes their time on a game, you know, mm-hmm. it's polished and it's ready to go. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Red Dead is in the same position Grand Theft Auto V is for a year from now, probably with their online. Yep. And then um, also we have Mario Kart 8. Yeah. Which honestly, if you own a Switch and you don't own Mario Kart, you're missing out. You should really Last question year. why you have a Switch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, um, because Mario Eight, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, I think is by far superior to Mario Kart Eight that was on the Wii U. Um, I love the fact that they brought back those battle maps um, and added some extra stuff in there. Um, gotcha! All the characters that were originally DLCs. Um, I'm a little disappointed though that Link's original um, Hyrule bike is something you got to go in and unlock through earning coins um, because they really pushed that that bone bike from Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, and then you've no, got. It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, I'm still I still play the game, and it's yeah. it's fun when you know, especially when you came out, you had your Switch. We were all sitting around <laughs> playing, you know, Mario Kart. Which Theo, you when you come out in April. You need to bring your Switch and bring Mario Kart so we can all play. All right, um, fair enough. So I know you don't really play your, your Switch and all that anymore, but because you're a PC Master Race guy now. But I wouldn't say I'm PC Master Race. I I mean if I was purely Really, what are you playing Master Destiny? Race, on? If playing I was purely on? if I was purely I wouldn't still own my PS4 and Switch. But yes. <laughs> Well, I am playing Destiny 2 on PC, uh, <laughs> but that's purely because of the community on PC instead of PS4. Because oh. my experiences that I had with Destiny 2 on PS4 were oh. very. If you want to raid on, if you want to raid, it's crap. Um, <laughs> so and, and if you want to just we'll, team up with random people, it's crap. Yeah. So. Um, so rounding out the rest of the list for the last six spots, um, you've got Battlefield Five. Uh, you have Super Mario Odyssey, which again is not a big of a surprise there. Um, I, would, I would expect Odyssey to be above Battlefield. Um, I'm a little surprised I, Battlefield made the list. Like, granted, yeah. yes, it has a following, but well, and still. So here's the question: though, is, the newest it, one just felt so lackluster. But and did it, they include numbers from the bundle? The bundle ends as well as part of this list. So um, it doesn't specifically state that on the list. So could it be that, you know, hey, we're marking down the console, including the game at full price, you know, that sort of thing, um, because it was a pack-in on both um, on the on the Xbox with a couple of different versions um, and whatnot. So um, Super Mario Odyssey, I haven't even gotten past the first level on that. I need to go back and play that. Um, I mean, the, my backlog is ridiculous of games right now. Um, I, I think I think all I of still... us have a backlog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, it doesn't I, it doesn't always... help that we got a game coming out every single month right now for the next few yeah. months. I mean, this has been a great year for games, but it's certainly hit hit the hit the wallet a bit, and. Yeah. Yeah, created a backlog. Like uh, I've been pretty good until Red Dead. Now I'm like really behind. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, I finished Odyssey. It was a lot of fun, uh, and it's still got replay value because once you finish the overall game, you're not done. 
you have a lot more to do, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. what I love about that game. Yep. So I, I plan to go back and play it. Um, you know, right now the game I've been playing on the Switch is is Hyrule Warriors. There you go. Um, it's because it's just playing. a it's just a fun game. I'm <laughs> still playing Pokemon and Starlink. I still need to finish Pokemon. Um, <laughs> and wow. uh, so finishing out the list, and that's. Let's finish out the last couple, too, because the couple, one of the ones that's not on here is one we just mentioned, which was Pokemon. So you've got <laughs> Call of Duty World War II. Uh, you've got Dragon Ball Fighter Z, You've got Super Mario Party. Uh, and then really? Breath of the Wild. Wow. Breath of the right. Wild is, which, is number 20? Uh, Breath of the Wild was number 19 um, on this 19. list. Um, but even then, I mean, you look at Breath of the Wild, a lot of people are going to buy that. They have a Switch. Yeah. Mario Party was a great return to the Mario Party era of Mario Party 2, 3, 4, where you actually had that individual mode. I think taking that... Yeah, but I I keep hearing from other reviewers and other people that it kind of lacked something. It did, and, uh, you know, we've... Even I have played a ton out of it, um, and we've unlocked quite a bit of it. And, yeah, there is some of it that is lackluster. There's only, you know, four maps per type of game. Um, you know, and I'm part, really I, surprised um, it's that Breath of the Wild is isn't at least higher than well, I mean, Mario Party it, or, or Odyssey. But hold on, though. Defense, In all fairness, though, Breath of the Breath Wild came out two came years out, ago. Yeah, 2017. Oh, that is so true. The fact and that it's still made the list, list is good. That is, yeah. yeah, that is actually. So it's only good. low because so many people already own it. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, you're, that's true. You got all right. That. Uh, so, so, so if you don't mind me putting this in there, I'm kind of curious from our listeners what kind of what kind of games that they think missed out on the list, as well as what kind of games that they are kind of have on their backlog, and I'd like to see that in the comments. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I think one game that probably missed out a little bit um, when in comparison is, especially since they dropped it in price, was Horizon. Mm, because you know that is that should be a staple on anybody's PS4. It is a phenomenal game and the fact that they dropped it to 20 bucks yeah but well, for that game I of the mean, year edition I, that should have been talk, no brainer pick that I mean, up talk about bias man you are a <laughs> huge fan of, I, I will throw the bias card on that you you, like, you are the unofficial unpaid spokesman yeah, of horizon don't okay wrong, it's a great game i love that game but did other games truly surpass that one? Yes, it did. Oh, Spider-Man and God of War were phenomenal as well. So. Uh, but th- I think I wouldn't be surprised if it was like maybe 21. But yeah, you know, um, it has been out for a while. You know, I think more and more people are kind of waiting for the... I, I would say the second game, Horizon 2, oh. I think it'll do better. Yep, and I th- I think maybe that'll go higher on the mm-hmm. list, but I wouldn't expect that on the top twenty. Yeah, uh, for so, the year. So let's look at games. You know, we're all looking forward to. I know you know, Switch wise, you know, there's there's a lot of indie stuff coming out. I know I'm looking forward to, you know, Luigi's Mansion, Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing, um, as well as the little tasty nugget that dropped this week was that a company over in europe i want to say it was in the czech republic published uh, a street date for uh, a little game called metroid prime 4 stating that it was going to street in november well i mean 
So I'll believe it when I see it. I, I will believe like, it when I see it. Um, I, I don't want to get my hopes up. I exactly. Like, you don't want um, another Kingdom Hearts 3? I, I, exa- yeah. I mean, and, and to be quite honest, the moment they they put out that, that trailer, what, two years ago? I immediately was like, they're going to milk this. for. They have nothing right now. Correct. And they are, I knew they were going to milk it. Yep. Until I actually see a trailer, even then. Mm-hmm. I think I'm we'll see. Really hoping. I'm hoping we see a lot of it at E3. I, hope so I would really like, like that. And I, I will like be I will be over at the Nintendo place and I will basically try and get tickets to probably two days <laughs> worth of <laughs> Metroid Prime 4. Um because we know how big of a Metroid fan, you know, fan I am. But um, yeah. but one of the games I am looking forward to is comes out in February. We kind of touched on this is Anthem, which the VIP demo goes live this weekend, starting tomorrow. I'm and, getting. More, I think. I think we've we've been we've been talking about it a lot this week, and I think we're getting more and more interested yep. in. But it's also I'm also still skeptical about uh, just of what it's about and maybe the single single player uh part aspect of yeah yeah because i know definitely because they keep they keep harping on like having a group and having mm-hmm. people with you you know they make they really make it look great but they do they just kind of mention but don't worry you can go on your own if you want well and i think what what's great about it is the game's not going to have pvp at all yeah it is but, straight PvE. To your point with the groups, they did end up releasing that they did say that all of the missions will also have the availability for matchmaking. Yep, and you can run the mission oh, solo. Okay. Yeah, so you can run them run solo, solo, or you can run them group, and the, the and the mission will scale based off of how many people are in their fire team. Right. Oh, and, okay. okay. And this weekend we're going to get a shot at that because Jerry, I know you've got it pre-ordered whether or not you have your internet up and running from moving to be able to play it is another thing, but I pre-ordered it. I'm going to give my VIP code friend code to Theo so he can play it too. So we can, you know, really try out the game this weekend. Um, and then for everybody who doesn't have it pre-ordered um, the weekend of two, one to two, three, uh, you're going to be able to play that now. They have announced that for anybody that is going to be playing the VIP demo, your progress carries over to the general demo. Oh, so that way That's you can continue. That hasn't, like that really hasn't been done. Yep. I think kind of since well, that Division, gives... D- Division kind of did something like that where like if you finished a certain like mission or something, you, you get to keep an item or yep. certain items so, were sent to you. But this is interesting. Yep. Like, so you're going to be able to level up your character to level 15. You're going to start out at level 10. They said it, the mission that you play is going to be about halfway through the campaign. Now, I think with that being said, I think they're just saying, hey, we're giving you a, a mission that's halfway into the game. So you actually have some stuff unlocked. Right. Because, yeah. which, which also makes me think that the leveling system is actually a little slower than most yep. if if you're at like level 10 and that's supposedly halfway through the campaign i think that's a good play uh especially with this carryover because that's a huge incentive for like fans that have been watching it to pre-order to make mm-hmm. sure that they get the most out of a demo yeah. yep and you're going to be able to um you start off with the ranger javelin uh you'll be able to unlock other javelins um during the the testing 
Um, you basically, it's one mission, one stronghold. Um, now the thing is similar to destiny is that any progress you make in the demos does not carry into the game when it starts. Which is fair, because, I mean, like, if yeah. you're already at halfway through the campaign, do you really need to be yeah. at, at that level of strength right in the beginning of the mm-hmm. game? I don't think so. <laughs> and it, they have said that those who play the VIP demo are going to get an item um, for when the, the full game unlocks. Oh, there you That's go. So, incentive, too, yeah. Exactly. So, um, so with the Javelins, that they came, they came out with a little bit more info on the Javelins. Um this week, um, pull that up here. Um, so you're gonna have the ranger, which is your starting javelin. Um, they describe it more as it is your all-around versatile javelin. It's got a dash move. It's got a double jump. Uh, it's more soldier class. Um, its melee ability is a shock mace, so you got to get up close and personal. Mm-hmm. It also has its ultimate ability is the multi-target missile battery. So basically, you just unlo- unload a volley of missiles onto multiple targets all at once. Yeah. And you're allowed two weapons, I believe, an assault and like maybe a, uh, yep. a mid-range sniper rifle. That's actually my favorite type of... Uh, uh, so, I actually really like the Ranger. And I think the Ranger is going to be more like the um, Hunter in That's Destiny. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, so there's also the Colossus, which I think the Colossus is going to be similar to that of like the uh titan um you've got yeah Yeah, basically tank it is a multi-target um it's got a defense move it's a shield jump type is rockets um play style is heavy hitting tank um it's heavy assault gear is a flamethrower um it's ultimate along those lines it's an ordnance launcher it's a high explosive mortar um speaking of the weapons i i i'm just I will let you get back to the javelins, but you guys do know that each javelin um, can hold specific weapons. So, like the Colossus, it can only hold the like the grenade launchers, so, the rocket launchers, and none of the other javelins can. The How Ranger can that? though. The Ranger can hold all weapons except the heavy duty weapons that are specific to the Colossus. Right. That's um, why I'm okay with this. The one thing, because I, I, I've been I've been watching a lot of the uh, the uh, journal, um, the video journals from Bioware, and what they kind of what they've kind of been explaining is once you unlock all of the javelins, if you're playing on your own or if you're playing mm-hmm. with people, when you you yourself, the player, unlocks the javelins. You can uh, officially count those as loadouts. So you can uh, have your ranger as like your mid-range, have that loadout set up. And then before a mission, you can decide on what javelin you want based on the mission. Uh, Yes and no. You are not able to change any type of loadout or change your javelin in front of a mission. It has to be in a neutral Mm -hmm. area. Correct. Oh well, yeah, that's what I mean. Not like, not like just before a mission. But, oh, okay, um, gotcha. But, I thought you meant like no, no, get no. in front of the mission, and just switch it out. Oh no, 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 no. no. Just, just like when you're about to start a mission, you can decide and then get that mm-hmm. loadout. But uh, I, I, yep, I, I'm okay with that. 
And, so, and it keeps it more of a challenge. The one I'm I'm kind of looking forward to um, is the uh, infiltrator. Mm. Oh, that, the inter- or, sorry, the, the sorry, the interceptor, um, the interceptor is, rather. Is that um, like the smooth like? It is a looking one. It is, yeah, it is. Defensive move is a triple dash. It has a triple jump. It is supposed oh, to be God. fast and precise. Um, you've got a target beacon, which helps uh, increase damage for all your allies. So it's kind of like the, the it buffs things, and it's got a debuff where you've got a venom bomb. However, its assault system is a glaive that hunts. It just tracks things down. Um, there's also a cryo glaive which can lock on up two targets and it freezes them on impact. So I'm looking forward to that one. So it kind of feels like it is going to have a little bit of that, that Hunter um, night stalker type thing from destiny because um, you know, the hunters with night stalker kind of had that, that debuff pieces to them. Um, the last javelin is going to be the storm javelin, which is going to be like the warlock in in Destiny, um, it's going to be more area of effect. Uh, its defensive move is a blink teleport. Uh, it can hover. And then its playstyle is considered glass cannon. Um, its focus seal is a frost shard. So you basically slow down, you know, slowly freeze whatever they hit. So it's kind of that slow over time. And its major ability is the elemental storm. Uh, so basically it's an um, AOE that just hits with massive uh, energy. Oh, wow. So it's, to me, it looks, uh, everything screams Bioware right now. Yeah. And what I hope is, is that EA keeps our hand out of it and lets Bioware be Bioware. Um, now, with it, there's, you know, there's two editions, so they're not going to have some big, massive collector's edition or anything like that. So you're going to have the base game at 60 bucks, um, which... Uh, depending on where you pre-order it, you're going to have different things. Um, I didn't hop on the Xbox store to see what that, that is because I don't have, um, you know, I have an Xbox right now, so I didn't hop on the, the store. PlayStation is doing a theme um, and an unlock for the Ranger uh, Legion of Dawn armor pack and legendary weapon for doing a pre-order on the base game. And then, um, so that'll be 60 bucks. But then for 80 bucks, Legion of Dawn version, um, you get the Legion of Dawn armor pack. So for each one, so all four of those javelins, you nice. get the specific Legion of Dawn armor. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get a javelin gear attachment. Uh, you get a legendary weapon. You also get the digital soundtrack to the game. If you pre-order the, it through the PSN store, you get the soundtrack. If you go through a physical copy, um, if you pre-order it through PSN, uh, you get a founder's player banner. Uh, access to the demo, another theme. So they already did one theme for pre-ordering it anyways. Um, GameStop is doing the Edge of Resolve vinyl, oh. um, which it's okay. I like, the, I, I like the legendary gear stuff that they're including with it. Um, saw some of the pictures. They make the javelins look really sweet with the vinyls that are coming with Legion of Dawn. Yeah. Um, now, for those that have... EA Access, so basically Xbox and PC, they're going to be able to play it a week early on um, February 15th. Okay. I mean, so I'm okay with that. I mean, that's fine. EA has their own subscription type thing, so... Yeah. Um, there is one... 
There is one thing that was not listed that I'm very happy to hear, and I believe is still rumored to be true, uh, is there is no type of seasonal pass or annual pass for Anthem. And that, that I've not that seen new, one single thing about that. I that absolutely... New, that new content, I remember watching this on another review, that uh, new content that comes out for Anthem for at least the first year is included for the base game. There is no need for this additional pass to wait for to be able to expand the game like destiny does with their two expansions and then you're buying like a whole nother game with forsaken and things like that and i think well, that's a great move that's i awesome. think it's i think it's more of a, a great move as well in that bioware bombed their last game agreed you know <laughs> totally agree totally and agree. i think you got to restore faith in bioware so let's let's do everything for free you know for that first period of time so um, and step aside EA. Yep. Now, um, you know, another game that came out last week that we all know how anxious I was for this game, uh, Ace Combat 7. I, I got to say, you guys got to pick it up. Jerry, I know you had it pre-ordered and everything. Just oh, I never had it pre-ordered. You didn't pre-order? I thought you pre-ordered it. No, I never had it pre-ordered. Okay, well, it was, it was something it. I was going to wait on. Go get it. Um, it is fantastic. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the single player is really good. Multiplayer, I've been having a lot of fun with that, and we've been, um, I've been starting to broadcast a little bit of the multiplayer on our Twitch channel, which is under um, my Twitch, which is MattAVP79. Um, the four-on-four four is great, um, but the Battle Royale is, was, is more just a free-for-all. It's not a last man standing type where, you know, all these other games like Fortnite and Call of Duty Black Ops 4 went to where it was, hey, as people die off, it's basically it's trimming it down, trimming it down. This is more last man stand or not last man standing, but more just let's just have it out. And I will say this. It is absolutely chaotic when you're flying against <laughs> seven other planes. So you can at least <laughs> respawn in the same match. Yes. You respawn okay, so in the yeah. same match. Um, See, that's cool. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. That's like completely opposite of battle royale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. It's just, it's great, and it, it is very chaotic because you will all of a sudden be chasing somebody down, and all of a sudden two planes see each other or see you rather, and they all of a sudden jump right on behind you, trying to kill you first. Um, so it is, it is very chaotic. Um, I, I definitely prefer the four on four matchup a little bit more. Um, because then you do have that more like a, a top gun wingman type thing where, you know, you've got somebody being chased by an enemy plane. You can swoop in behind and, and help take them out. Um, how do you feel about four V four being the primary number opposed to like a lot of other games? There's like usually three V three or as high as three V six. Do you think like four V four is a perfect I think middle it's ground for it? Or do you think there's room for, for more? I, I think technically, because it's uh, considered dogfighting, I mm-hmm. think anything less or more would be kind of overkill. Yeah. Um, I think, like, maybe if they went. I mean, let's know, look at the example five of. Five or maybe a little bit more. Let's look at Battlefront. I mean, Battlefront had 12 people, or no, six. Sorry, you could have, you had the uh, assistant type uh, craft there, too. Yeah. Um, and that was just too much. Um, I think four and four is a very good sweet spot with it. 
Um, the other nice thing is it, it limits your special weapons. So you start off with your, your starting total. Once they're gone, they're gone. Even if you respawn, you still do not get the extra the extra special weapons. You don't get oh, the extra flares. Okay. Um, I like that. And they're, they're five-minute matches. Oh, wow. Really? So really got to be honest. And it does not seem like five minutes when you're done. It's like oh, wow. you start seeing that countdown. It's like, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so, so it feels like faster than five minutes. Yep. And it, okay. and it does um, reward you for being um, shooting down the, the top guy in the match as well. So like every time you shoot down an enemy plane, you get a star um, up to three stars. And if you happen to shoot down a, somebody with a star or more stars on them, you get bonus points Okay. for taking down the, the top guy in the match. So it is, it's definitely something I recommend. Um, I've been watching some of the VR uh, videos that are out there and it is n- a crazy experience. And some people are getting sick because you're doing the barrel VR and error. Um, some people aren't. Um, some people said it just feels completely natural. Um, a lot of people are doing the flight stick as well, which eh, I think I can hold off. You know, getting an eighty piece of hardware or eight dollar piece of hardware for one game. Um, but it's a sweet piece of hardware. Oh, it is. It I is mean, a like, yeah, sweet flight stick. But that being that immersion factor. Yeah, I I remember yes, like the game's already immersive, but you, you you take it to that next level. Yeah, I mean, I actually my brother and I did that for Ace Combat. I want to say two or three. It was it was some it, one of one of them for the PS2 where uh, they didn't really have a specific um, uh, flight stick or or uh, accelerator for them, so you can buy like third party ones. <laughs> Uh-huh. So we went that route, and it was a lot of fun. It, I'm like, granted, for for the time, the controls were a little, little shaky, a little, you know, a little questionable. But um, I never forgot being able to use that flight. Like it was so much fun. That's why I always I would suggest going that route. But uh, yeah, in time, in time, because I mean, it is, it is quite expensive. Yeah, Anthem. You know, the Legion of Dawn edition that I pre-ordered was eighty bucks. So game versus the flight stick you know um but i mean for our listeners out there um this weekend is going to be a busy weekend on our twitch channel though because um not only will i go you know have ace combat 7 up and running for a little bit um for some of the multiplayer single player um environments but also when we play the anthem vip demo this weekend we'll absolutely if it lets us do it um stream that live when we play it, um, you know, Theo is going to be uh, downloading the game uh, so we can both fire that up. Hopefully, uh, Jerry, you can get your internet up and running and, and you don't have to work this weekend and yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> um, then we also will have, I'm going to be uh, live streaming Resident Evil this weekend as well. Yeah. So yeah. that that unlocks here uh, relatively quickly. So it, it's going to be a, a great game night weekend this weekend with, with everything. So uh, with that being said, uh, I definitely want to thank everyone for crashing game night with us. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, please let us know. Don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google play, Spotify, and Stitcher. As always, everyone be excellent to each other and stay frosty. Thank you, my fellow gamers. Hope to hear from you soon. And please post those comments, man. Uh, I, I really want to answer your questions, and uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. 